Well, good morning and welcome. And the Lord be with you. And grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord, who bids us to come and begin this day and begin this week as those who worship him and to know the presence of the living Christ with us. It is a joy to be with each of you as we gather for worship this morning. We are especially grateful for those who are visiting, for the guests who are with us. You bless us by your presence, and we pray this is a blessed time for us all as we worship God together. And pray as a special blessing for our veterans as well. We know that this is Veterans Day. So we honor and remember our veterans uh, and thank those uh, in our midst who have served in the military in any capacity. Thank you for your service, and may God bless you richly this day. We will see as we go through this time of worship, there will be opportunity for remembrance and prayer, especially regarding this Veterans Day. We also see as we move into this week and into... Uh, into the season, uh, there are opportunities for small group study that approach beginning November the 27th. There will be two small group studies that begin, one at noon uh, and one at 6.30 that evening, both in the ministry center and both focusing upon the season of Advent. Especially in regard to the evening study, we ask that you register ahead of time just so that we may prepare and plan accordingly. I look forward to those studies with you and again, invite you to be a part and to register ahead of time. Uh, in regard to this season of the year as well, we've noticed the Salvation Army Angel Tree. And just a reminder, there are two names yet to be taken. So if you'd like to be a part of this ministry, is it? There is now one name, Peg informs me. So one name that we cannot have remaining on that angel tree. So the invitation is there for you to, uh, to take that and uh, be a part of uh, making someone's Christmas very special. Also today we've asked for the uh, Operation Christmas Child boxes to be brought back. If you don't have those with you but have prepared a box, you have the opportunity to return that by Tuesday. Next Saturday, a special day in the life of the church. Again, it's the third Saturday of the month, so we share in the ministry of the food bank and clothes closet at the Ministry Center, 8.30 that morning. Volunteers are always encouraged to be a part of that. And that evening as well will be the, the Christmas Parade, Uptown Christmas Parade. We always have a presence as part of the parade, so we'll be handing out hot chocolate again. We thank Nancy Bryant and the Fellowship Committee for coordinating that and hope to see you that evening as part of the Christmas Parade. As we gather in worship, we are mindful that at this time of year, we are surrounded by the beauty of God's creation, the trees that are have the leaves changing color, we see that before us, and that message is picked up within Revelation, the 22nd chapter, so I look forward to sharing that word, that vision from John the Revelator, as we worship God together with that vision before us. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together.
Thank you. I invite us to stand. Our call to worship is before us. The Spirit of God bids us come. Let everyone who hears within their hearts come. Hear the whole earth rejoice and the coastland sing of our God's steadfast love. Let everyone who is thirsty for the Spirit come. Let everyone who wishes come and receive the water of life as a gift. sing.
be seated. I invite us to go to God as we pray, our opening prayer before us. Let us pray. Reform, O God, the passions and designs of our hearts. Let your steady hand guide the nations and bring forth out of our discord a harmony more perfect than we can conceive, a new humility, a new understanding, a new purity and sincerity, a new sense of truth, and a new hunger and thirst for your love to rule the earth. Amen. We share the Old Testament lesson as it comes to us from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 47. It is a vision given Ezekiel, which in many ways anticipates the vision we will share from Revelation as John the Revelator picks up upon this vision from Ezekiel and gives to us the word of God. First we pray. Lord, for your word we hunger, and by your word we are satisfied. Nourish us, fill us, inspire us, bless us, claim us and embrace us as your own, that now and always we are grounded in your word and guided by it each day. Amen. Then he led me back along the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw upon the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah. And when it enters the stagnant waters of the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature which swarms will live. And there will be very many fish, for this water goes there that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Eneglium, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh, they are to be left for salt. And on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. This is the word of our Lord. Lead me, Lord, 
Thank you, choir. Thank you, Mary Ann. We should invite our children to come forward as we share in our children's time. So glad you're here this morning. Welcome. It's a little chilly this morning, wasn't it? Yeah. Had to get on jackets and defrost the car and all that fun stuff. It's that time of year. Well, you see what I have with me this morning, which also says something about this time of year. And I'm guessing that many of us have seen this. So what do I have here? Anyone? Operation Christmas Child. And we know that, that we've been instructed, and many of us have picked up some boxes. I think there's still a few that are available if someone wants to fill some more between now and Tuesday. But uh, what do we do with these boxes? Fill them with, uh, there's a list of goodies in here to put in there, and then they're sent to uh, some of our needy brothers and sisters around the world. So thank you for sharing in this ministry. It's a very important ministry. It's a ministry that reminds us that not everyone is as blessed or as fortunate as we are. I mean, we tend to look forward to Christmas and believe it will be a very exciting time, but we know that we have brothers and sisters around this world for whom Christmas is pretty much a day like any other. So what we are doing is we're not just sending toys or clothing or, or items to to bless these people, that that's very important, we're also saying God remembers you too, and that God cares about you, and we're saying we want to be faithful to God by loving God and by loving our neighbors, and our neighbors aren't just those whom we see here at church or in school or around town, our neighbors are those throughout the world, so we fill these boxes, we, we want to pray over them and bless them, and send those to our neighbors as, as a way of saying God loves you and we love you too and we want this to be a blessed time for you. So thank you. Those of us all ages, this is something children and old alike participate in. It's a way in which we say God is with us and it's a way in which we say God wants to bless and bring healing to those who have need. So thank you again. And again, the reminder, I think there's still a few empty boxes if we want to fill those and I'm going to ask us to pray. Will you pray with me? We thank you, God, for the many ways you bless us. We thank you for this chance to serve others. Thank you for our many blessings, and we pray your blessing on our brothers and sisters around the world. Amen. Thank you, children. And thank you, Meredith. <laughs> we sing from the faith we sing, I've got peace like a river.
reading from Revelation, the 22nd chapter, verses 1 through 5, we hear the word of God. Then he showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit yielding its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There shall no more be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall worship him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and night shall be no more. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever and ever. This is the word of our Lord. Well, each of us, I believe, has that place where we believe we find ourselves wonderfully close to God. That place we believe especially blessed by God, that place about which we say with great certainty, God is here. Now that place may be for you the lake. There you rest and you relax and you enjoy the company of friends and family and there you say, God is in this place. Or that place may be for you the beach. You stay up to watch the sunset. You awaken early to watch the sun rise. You hear nothing but the waves slapping the shore You walk the beach, no burdens, no schedules. And there you believe God smiles upon you. Or that place of great intimacy between you and God may be some place high in the mountains. There you see beauty you see nowhere else. You see wildlife and foliage you see nowhere else. You gaze upon the night sky, no street lights around. You see stars you've never seen before. Your breath is taken away, and in the sacred silence of this setting, you know God is in this place. Or it may be you believe God closest to you as you garden at home. Or it may be you find yourself relaxing and lightening up and laughing on the golf course, and it may be a sign to you, God is here. Doubtless there are places I've left out, We find God as we walk through nature. We find God as we drive through the country. And it is all true. God is found in these blessed places. Yet we notice within this litany of places we've spoken about, there is a place yet unmentioned. A place where the presence of God is not believed to be so evident or so expected. You see, we notice we did not mention among these places the city. We do not think of the city as that place where we most fully encounter the presence of God. True, the city is rarely, if ever, the place that we choose to vacation. The city is not the place coming to mind when we think of renewal or refreshment. The city is not the place we consider when we think of getting it away, away from it all. Quite the contrary. We think of the city as the place 
from which we often wish to get away from it all. It may be we consider the city as that place keeping us from drawing near to the heart of God rather than the place where we find ourselves drawing near to the heart of God. Now this being so, I wonder how we respond to these words from Revelation. Because in these words, John tells us, God comes to us and God meets us in the city. Says John, God establishes a city. God is fully revealed and known in this holy city. Again, John tells us God is known. God is found in the city. No mention here of mountains, lakes, countryside, golf course. No, says John, receiving this vision from God. God is found in the city. It is the city that comes to earth, says John. You see, we don't go up to the city. The city of God comes down to earth. The holy city comes to us, is found in our midst. Do we hear that? According to this witness of John, this final witness of Scripture, the holy city, the residence of God, at the end of God's saving history, comes down to us. Now, it may be this surprises us. Because we often carry this notion of being carried away into heaven when all is said and done. We may have long held the idea that we finally know God's salvation as we are delivered from this place to a higher place. Such an idea has been long nurtured by songs, by writings, recently by movies. Such an idea we have, may have bought into despite the words we pray every time we gather, thy kingdom come. We notice Jesus did not teach us to pray that we be carried away from this place. Jesus taught us to pray for God's kingdom to come. According to this revelation given John, that prayer is ultimately fulfilled. Now, I don't know to what degree this news may trouble us, this witness of not being delivered from earth, but instead knowing God's kingdom to come to earth. If it does trouble us, I invite us to experience this witness as good news. The good news being, God cares, cares deeply about the city, and God cares deeply about all within. You see, consider all the options before God regarding the establishment of his kingdom. God could wipe everything out. God could just start all over with a clean slate. God could eliminate everything that is. God could replace all that is and just start over. That God could do. But we notice in the revelation given to John, God chooses not to do that. It's not in the heart of God, it is not of the nature of God, to destroy all he has made. God loves the city too much to do this. So see how God comes to us in the city as a God who heals. See the living and healing waters flowing from God through the middle of the street of the city, the tree of life on either side, the leaves of that tree for the healing of nations. 
and to know that God binds up the wounded, God attends to the hurting. Before us is the day when all God has made is healed. Because God loses no one. All is gathered to God and all is made new. God does not eliminate all that is. God does not replace. God fulfills his purpose for all he has made. He makes all things new. Not some things, not a few things, not select things. God makes all things new. Now often we may approach Revelation as a writing directed only to the future, speaking little to life now. While it is true John writes of what must soon take place, it is just as true John writes to the churches as to how they are to live now. John is grounded within a logic which says, if this is what life looks like in God's kingdom, a life of healing and new beginnings, should we not live according to that life now? Should we not live in harmony with the God revealing himself in the city, the God whose will is that all be healed, that all be made new? The word of revelation is not just a word about the future. It is a word for us today. And there are those moments when that is especially evident to us. We know that just a few months ago, Many of us from this church, as well as those from another church, participated in a small group study of living faithfully human sexuality in the United Methodist Church. We did so in order to prepare faithfully for a special session of the General Conference of the United Methodist Church next February. We know that for many years, this conversation regarding the official stance of the United Methodist Church regarding sexuality has been a contentious conversation. This was acknowledged more than once as for six weeks we met each Tuesday evening in the Uptown Ministry Center. So I remember well the evening we were speaking about differing views within the church regarding human sexuality and how such disagreement threatens the unity of the church. I remember this conversation leading us to this point at which one of the participants in the class announced for all to hear, I hate brokenness, I hate to see the church divided over this. Now regardless of where we may stand over this issue of human sexuality, I hope we can agree that brokenness within the church is not the desire or the purpose of God. We see that such brokenness is not known within God's kingdom. It is not known within the city where flows the river of the tree of life, that place where all is made new, that place where all is healed this being the future toward which God leads us. Do we not show faithfulness to God as we seek the unity and healing that God intends for all he has made?
Look again at the kingdom toward which God leads us. See that it is a kingdom in which there is no more war, no grief over the loss of life. See that it is a kingdom in which there is no division, no falsehood or insult of political campaigns. See that it is a future in which citizens are not at war with one another by every form of media. See that God's coming kingdom is a kingdom in which there are no more mass killings, no fear of going into any public area or even to worship. All because God is one who makes all things new, all because God is known to us in the city. I mentioned in my pastor's email this past week, and I know you all read it and you, you remember, so but bear with me as I repeat myself. I mentioned in this email that went out on Thursday that I met this past week with a dental clinician, D, so that she could pick up supplies that she left here following last week's healthcare collaborative. D and I spoke in positive ways about this collaborative, and we spoke of the people served. We spoke of the ways in which those of us from different agencies worked so well together so as to make this event take place. As we spoke in the kitchen of the ministry center where Dee was draining the water from an autoclave, which is a sight none of you ever want to miss, we looked into the gathering room of the ministry center because resource tables had been set up there by various agencies for the collaborative. And you know how these resource tables work. Literature is displayed and pens, notepads, keychains, chapstick, all available for your taking, with a hope that your life will be enhanced by knowing about these resources. Well, as Dee and I spoke of the resource tables, Dee mentioned that those working at these tables shouldn't sit and wait for people to come to them. They should get up and initiate conversation with the visitors. Dee could be speaking these words about the church, couldn't she? She could be speaking about the church, the church which, if it is faithful to the God who has breathed it into being, lives like the God who comes into the city, the God known to us in this city as well as he is known anywhere. Because we wish to be faithful to this God, because we know ourselves accountable to God, because we want to be found ready to take our place within God's kingdom. We work with others in this city so as to bless brothers and sisters in this area by way of the healthcare collaborative. Because we wish to live according to this vision of God's final victory into which he gathers all he has made, we reach out to our neighbors in this city by way of food bank, and clothes closet. Because we know that in God's kingdom there is a place set for everyone. We set places at table for our neighbors by way of the lunch bunch ministry. Because there is set before us this vision of a day in which all is healed and made new, a day in which the whole holy city is fully known, we go into this city 
and we hand out donuts to drivers and pedestrians who pass by this holy place. And do you know what we are saying as we do this? We're saying God is here. We are saying God cares about you. We're saying God knows your name. We are saying there is a place in God's kingdom for you. There is a place at God's table for you. We are sharing this good news as we reach out to our neighbors during Uptown Halloween. We are sharing this good news as we show hospitality during next Saturday's Christmas parade. We are sharing this good news as we visit our neighbors by way of prayer walks. We do all of this so as to recall the holy city in which God is fully known, to align our life with God's coming kingdom in which all is healed and made new, wanting to witness to this fact God is found in the city. Because God is found wherever God wants to be found. As a lifelong fan of baseball, I appreciate this brief statement made by the contemporary writer named Anne Lamott. It is Lamott who reminds us, grace bats last. Grace bats last. God is the home team after all. It's his field. Here as well as everywhere, God's final word is a word of healing, of grace, of all things made new. Grace bats last. And it all begins and ends in the city. Amen. We respond to the word as we proclaim the word from 1 Corinthians and Colossians. Number 888 in the back of our hymnals and before us as well. I invite us to stand as we affirm our faith. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One of God, the firstborn of all creation, and all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. As we stand, we welcome one another as we pass the peace of Christ.
Peace. Yeah, we're gonna look into it. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. Our places, our ushers prepare to come forward as we receive God's tithes and our offerings. Let us pray. Lord, all things come of thee and of thine own do we give to thee. We thank you for your extravagant generosity, for the gift of your son. And we pray that these gifts returned to you would be an expression of our desire to draw closer to you, to serve you more faithfully, and a desire that the good news of Christ be spread to all. Amen.
seated. We share in a responsive time of prayer known as the prayers of the people, a time in which various petitions of prayer are named, and I conclude each of those petitions with the words, Lord, in your mercy, and I invite from you the response, hear our prayer, and I invite for you to name those concerns you would like to speak as we gather in this time of prayer. Leading into the prayers of the people, I will offer this prayer before us, a prayer very appropriate to this Veterans Day, and again will lead us into a responsive time of the prayers of the people, and then we pray as Christ has taught us. Let us pray. O oh God, we pray for those who return from battle, forever changed by what they had seen, for those who bore and still bear wounds of body and soul. In particular, we remember those from within this community who have died since the last time we gathered in this way. And now, God of love, as we have remembered and honored, we prepare to go back into our everyday lives. May the remembering we have done here today reawaken and strengthen our commitment to work for peace, true peace. Help us to remember that peace will never truly come from any kind of weapon, but from the depths of our hearts, Help us remember our calling to be peacemakers at home and abroad, in the big things and in the small. And may we never forget the cost that has already been paid. God of peace that surpasses all understanding, we pray our remembrances and our hopes in the name of Christ, the Prince of Peace. Lord, in your mercy. And hear us, Lord, as we pray for the people of this congregation. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for those who suffer and to those in trouble. Lord, in your mercy. For those suffering from wildfires in California. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us as we pray for the concerns of this community. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us as we pray for your world, its peoples, and its leaders. Lord, in your mercy. Hear us, Lord, as we pray for your church, its leaders, its members, and its mission. Lord, in your mercy. 
for Bishop Lewis, Janine Howard, for General Conference. Lord, in your mercy, and hear our prayers gathered with those of your saints, so great a cloud of witnesses joining with us in this time of worship, in this time of prayer, praying with us as Christ has taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We stand as we sing.
we have known God's presence, we have heard God's word here. And we go from this place into the city. And there we know God as well. His dwelling place is with all he has made. And he gathers and blesses us now and always. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.